All right, you all, you need to come and listen to The Sci-Files. They do have other shows, but The Sci-Files, that's the one you want to hear. We are on the Anchor Media platform, and you can catch us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So again, this is Axel, The Sci-Files. Sunday, 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 The Sci-Files. To the Sci Files. This is Axel. We have Heather and Ryan. I'm here. Yo. And today we're going to talk about the new Captain Marvel movie that's coming out. Girl Power! Yep, Girl Power. I don't know. I'm so disappointed that um, my uh, Black Widow hasn't come out yet, so I'm kind of. Eh. But it is coming. They yes. are making it. Is Jar Greenlit? Is Jar 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 Martin writing it? Because it's I taking forever. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's he passed away, didn't he? George R R Martin. He's the one who did the Wheel of Time series. Uh, Game, oh, of, no. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, he that he he passed away too, didn't he? Or is he still around? No, he's still around. Oh, see. Yeah, he's uh he's putting his book out late. And then they're not even... I mean, because they haven't been basing Game of Thrones on the book series since, like, a couple seasons. For a se- while, I bet. A couple <laughs> seasons already, so... This new season will... This last season they're doing will feature something completely different from George's next book. So. Interesting. And then he's also doing a sci-fi series um, for the Sci-Fi Channel. Cool. Yeah, I only ever read the first book of Game of Thrones. Uh, well, actually, it's the title was the first book was the Game of Thrones. I yeah. read that one... And that was a good book, which uh, I liked it. And the one thing that really surprised me and was actually kind of appealing about the book is he would get you invested in a character and then kill that character off. Mm. And it was like, damn, he, I liked that guy. He just killed him. Was, you bastard. It's that, like they killed Kenny. That was like in the TV series Revenge where literally within the second to third season they killed over half the cast. And I'm sorry, going. You still have two, like one or two more seasons left. What the frick? Yeah, and a lot of a lot of shows totally took notes from that too. I mean, yeah. other than like shows that were kind of doing similar things before the Game of Thrones series came out. Well, not before the book series, before the television series. And yes, uh, folks, like, this has nothing to do with Captain Marvel. Yeah, like, we just segued. True, <laughs> True Blood. That's another one where they just kill off a bunch of randos. Uh, or main characters that you didn't expect to die. I actually got to read the first book. Yeah, they weren't red shirts, man. They weren't. Totally weren't red shirts. Nope. So. <laughs> they weren't on Edward's team. As far as Captain Marvel goes, I have to tell you all something. I'm going to spoil, not the movie, because I haven't seen it yet, obviously. Yeah. But I'm going to spoil some facts about Captain Marvel for you. The original Captain Marvel was not a Marvel Comics <gasps> character. Wow. The original Captain Marvel was actually Shazam. His original name was Captain Marvel. It was later changed to Shazam. Huh. But he was Captain Marvel. He was a DC character. When they changed his name, 
Marvel came out with, or actually, they might have come out with it beforehand and avoided copyright infringement over Captain Marvel yeah. because of the name of their comic book company, mm. I believe is how it happened. Yeah. Uh, but the original Captain Marvel character in the Marvel Universe was not human, which I'm going to link to the new preview, the last preview that they just released, which is Brie Larson's character, playing Captain Marvel as a female, Carol Danvers, yeah. in the preview, seems to not know who she is, seems to have some identity crisis. So I'm wondering if they're actually going to tie this into the comic books later in another Captain Marvel movie. This might be the plan. Because the original Captain Marvel was actually a Kree warrior mm -hmm. named Marvel. Ah. And during an experimental accident, Marvel he was he it was an enhanced Kree warrior. Yeah. Which if you've been keeping up with like Marvel's Agents of Shield or yeah. uh, if you're into the comic books, you know that the Kree warriors have come to Earth before and. Uh, they've been out there in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. The main villain in the first movie was a Kree. Yeah. Okay. So, Marvel and Danvers had this cross homogenization happen in an accident. Yeah. And Carol ended up with some of Captain Marvel's powers. Hmm. And Marvel decided to play a little bit of the hero. He was actually a scout come to Earth to check out the Earth to see if it was able to be invaded. Now, not to fully interrupt, but what were the limitations and or the um, extensions of the power she gained versus the power that was originally had by... Well, Captain Marvel, both, both versions, mm -hmm. uh, are... And I, I want to specify something. The... The transfer of Captain Marvel's powers to Carol Danvers was later, I think that was part of a reboot, because I think originally it wasn't a female that got the Kree powers, it was a male. And do you think, and do you think a lot of the, uh, the plan for the way they're going to lay this movie out, do you think there'll be a lot of backstory? I uh, don't know, because I, I think it looks like in the previews there's going to be some flashbacks. Yeah. But uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers' character, is kind of a, an analog, uh, a Marvel analog for Superman. Mm. Uh, in fact, one of the statements that came out that was in the news, in, in, uh, in social media news for uh, Marvel, was that Captain Marvel is going to be Marvel Universe's, the MCU movie, at least, franchise's most powerful character. Yeah. And it, it's interesting that not many people actually understood mm -hmm. at the end of Infinity War, yeah. the symbol on Nick Fury's beeper mm -hmm. was actually Captain Marvel's symbol. Oh. And in the previews, what it looks like is they're going back a little bit in time and have Fury meet Captain Marvel before he loses his eye. And there was a, mm, a nice. there was a shot of, uh, oh, what's the uh, what's the agent that gets killed in uh, in uh, the Avengers? Uh, uh, Coulson. Coulson. He actually okay. has hair. 
So, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so yeah, so this is, they're going a little bit back in the past for, for this Tahiti. Captain Marvel. So this is like the prequel, this is happening before Infinity War. Okay, so at least the one thing that we'll, that we'll get to see is, I mean, some build up. Uh, for her character. Yeah, because it looks like there's some flashback scenes of her fighting with other Kree warriors or other enhanced warriors on a different planet. And then her being human, possibly human in this planet. What it basically looks like is she, from based off the preview, it looks like she comes to Earth, either stranded or just, you know, ends up just falling into from the sky. Mm-hmm meets with Nick Fury and while they're having their adventure she's um, flashing back flashing back to some of the things that she's lost because she does mention that she may have had a life here yeah she now, doesn't know who she is whether or not she was kind of like Superman where she was an alien that came to Earth and then left or she was just completely human and something happened as Axel suggested and yeah I'm, I'm go ahead and all while destroying the only non-kiosk blockbuster. Yeah, the last the remaining yes. block, the last remaining blockbuster <laughs> store, Which, yes. right here in Bend, Oregon. Yep. Woo! We yeah. can claim that shit. It's ours. Yeah, we own it. We own Blockbuster. I maybe we shouldn't actually be proud of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, there are other like home video staples in Oregon, you know, that are. Yeah. It, it's amazing how many of the mom and pop places are still around, including Movie Madness here in Portland. Well, Movie Madness though. They're not so much about the new movies <laughs> as the old movies. I mean, you can yeah. go in and find things there that you can't even find on the internet. Yeah. Now, so movie madness is that's what yeah. it's cool for. Yeah. I'm sure there's only two types of stores out there: the ones that you can never get anymore, or the ones where you have to bring a yeah antique Betamax video cassette, <laughs> which. I wonder it's if, an uh, antique, funny enough. Uh, I, w- I wonder if they still have like the video player red- rentals. You know, remember back in the day, you had to put the hundred dollar deposit down on it, and it was like thirty bucks a day or whatever. And I was, never actually did that. I had to do it once for um, a Nintendo. It was before I ever got my very first Nintendo. My dad actually had to do that mm-hmm. to rent it for me, um, and it was only to play the video game tag team wrestling. <laughs> Which was not very good. I miss the um, where you used to go to Blockbuster Hollywood and they'll give you like the really discount where you could get like free kids movies all summer long. And so my friend Amy and I did that one year and basically yeah. just rented all the we basically watched all kinds of kids movies for the whole entire summer. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I kind of miss the two video stores we that I grew up with around my neighborhood. We had this uh, one video store. In, uh, Force Grove called Whiz Bang Video. It was owned by these by three different generations of women who enjoyed B films, and I mean any kind of B films, be horror films, kung fu movies, oh, action kung, gotta movies, love the kung fu theater movies. Oh God, so many. I mean, I didn't even I knew who Lucy Lawless was before she ever did Xena, because I had seen <laughs> all her kung fu flicks. Way I didn't before. even know she did kung fu flicks. It oh, was nice. fucking weird. It was super weird. I'm now weird. gonna have to look up Lucy Lawless's <laughs> um, kung fu flicks. Oh my gosh, she didn't have very many of them, but it's just weird to see. It's like, well, okay, I yeah. See, that's the thing. And it, it makes when I think of kung fu females, I think of Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah. 
not not Lucy Lawless. <laughs> I know. I mean, Cynthia Rothrock was a badass. And I'm talking like super B film too, like um, and like that Cynthia Rothrock did a lot of B kung fu movies. Yeah, lower. I think I, I want to say there were. I mean, they had. I, I think only because Lucy was in them, they had a semi better entertainment value than like sitting down watching some of the straight to video. Um, like, uh, God, who, who am I thinking of right now? Um, like Jean Claude Van Damme movies, like the later ones he did. After, oh yeah, like, yeah. After Double Impact kind of fell through. <laughs> yeah. It was just all the shitty movies he was doing, like here and there. Hey, as long as he made money, man. I mean, that's what it was all about. I mean. That and being able to accidentally kick stuntmen in the face and get sued for it. <laughs> uh, there is a adult video store near where we live, and every once in a while, Axel, my husband, Axel and I, my husband will go buy it, and I'll look. Every once in a while, she'll walk by it, and her husband will walk in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and every once in a while, we'll look up, and occasionally will have the funniest things on their windows. Oh yeah, the posters for <laughs> for some of the movies and it's like it's like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, they did a porn a porno version yes. all female Pirates of the Sargasso. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, they've had a couple uh, I think they even had a couple superhero ones and oh, yeah. just there the was, posters and uh, the poses are just the Justice so League porn movie. They're, okay, so this just recently came out. I saw it on the Soska Sisters' Facebook page because they've been so excited for this movie. But the Triple X parody starring Jessica Drake of Deadpool <laughs> is now out. Uh, <laughs> so, oh. That might be worth seeing. So Jessica Drake plays Deadpool. Oh, speaking of... <laughs> There is a... Not porn. Not porn. This is not porn. There's a Deadpool musical. Two if of them. If you haven't seen them, the Deadpool musicals, <laughs> yes. they are actually done yes. by somebody who works for Disney or something like that. Oh, my God. And but they have the actual characters. Not anymore. I don't think Ryan Reynolds was in the first one, but I want to say at least his voice was in the second one. Yes. Mm. But the second, the first one's not that funny. It's no. it, The musical is kind of based off of uh, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. The whole thing oh, is kind of uh, parodying Beauty and the Beast song while he's fighting people in a bar. But the second one, he goes through like a list of uh, Disney movie songs. Uh, oh, the God. very uh-huh. first one is You're Welcome from Moana, sung by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But he parodies it into... Um, uh, instead of you're welcome, I'm Deadpool, and so if you could just imagine, oh shit, it's Deadpool, you know, through <laughs> to music. I'm oh shit, it's Deadpool. I'm, I'm Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, it's oh, just freaking hilarious, and, and do... I recommend watching it. Oh, and then they do Ariel, where she's in her in her little treasure, and she's wondering what the world's going to be like. And she has all these trinkets, and then they go to the Aladdin song where he's taking her out onto the, the carpet for the very first time. Yeah. Song. yeah. And it's just all these songs. All of them, and some actual, recognizable actors are in mm-hmm. this this second one. Wow. Uh, one that Vic Magnana. Who was another the voice? A uh, really famous voice actor. Uh, famous for... Uh, he does Captain America. He plays Captain America in this. He's done the voice for a lot of anime voices for uh, oh. Funimation. Uh, they also do Mulan. Oh, yeah. There's a Mulan <laughs> song in there. Hmm. Um, they And it's like, 
the, the whole thing is where they get not just uh, We're gonna have to to not just the X Men involved in the little bit, you know, because yeah. the whole the whole musical is about Deadpool, 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 <laughs> looking looking for a team to be a part of. Oh God! And actually, they bring in a very little known and not very popular comic group. Um, uh, the Canadian comic group of Puck and Sasquatch. <laughs> what? Yes. God. Superhero group. Um, and I'm, I can't think of what they're called, but Puck and Sasquatch are in it. Do you think this has all, anything to do with uh, Disney wanting to, uh, Disney and Fox wanting to re-release a PG-13 version of Deadpool, like, coming soon? I don't know. See, Deadpool 2 made enough money for it, unfortunately. Because uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool 2, in my opinion, was just a rinse-repeat of the first movie. Yeah. Uh, so I'm well, hoping that Deadpool 3 will be the apology. Yeah. And it's probably what they should call it. However, it was... Deadpool 3, the apology. Well, yeah, but at least in the two, the two things in the second movie of Deadpool that it had going for it was the fight with Cable was really funny at some points. Mm-hmm. And then the endings of the credits where he's fixing the timeline. Fixing the timeline. Yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, funny. that was pretty funny. There were, you know, don't get me wrong, there were funny moments mm-hmm. and original funny moments in Deadpool 2. But just not enough of them. Just yeah. not enough of them. I mean, like, his, he puts together the team and all of them but him and Domino die with the cameo of Brad Pitt as the Invisible Man. Okay, that was funny, all right? That, that was great. That was great. <laughs> oh, and that one guy that he sent away. Or no, that, that guy didn't die too, didn't he? No, everybody but him and Domino died. Oh, wow. There was one guy that almost survived, but I think he eventually yeah, died. Deadpool's like, you know what? Just go home. Just go home. And as he's about leaving, the guy who does the acid vomit threw up on him. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I missed that. I haven't yeah. had a chance to watch it again. Yeah. But. And then they did a good job with Domino and the whole fact that yeah, she... Yeah, Domino's really luck is a superpower. Was... Yeah. That was really that was great. Really no, it's not. It was a superpower. <laughs> no, it's not. The way Domino used it. <laughs> I know, no shit. Uh, she's apparently going to be on some new flick coming out. Um, where I think she plays um, the Joker's love interest in the new... Um, yeah, that's going to be really cool, too. Because when you think about actors who could play the Joker... One that doesn't immediately come to mind, but as soon as you mention it, if you haven't seen this trailer yet, look it up. But the new Joker will be the origin of the Joker, and the Joker is going to be played by Joaquin Phoenix. I talk about a disturbed guy. You know, and when you think about it, when you think about it, it's like, ooh, who can play the Joker? You think, well, Jared Leto did a really good job of the Joker, playing a type of Joker. Yeah. And then you're like, well, who are they going to get? Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, wait a minute. What's he, yeah. What's he done recently? Rap music? Yeah. I mean, he could pull off a really kick-butt Joker. And that, after we, after Henry and I, who you've heard on the show a couple of times, uh, talked about it, it's like, you know, the different types of Jokers that have been out there based on the years that the comic books were around. Like, in the, the beginning of the Joker, early on, yeah. Joker was vicious. Yeah. Just a vicious, murderous killer who would occasionally tell a joke. And then as you get into the 70s, into what they call the Silver Age of comics, when you had the Batman TV show and whatnot, yeah. the comics became much more kid-friendly. 
the PT, parent teachers associations were all up in arms about violence in comic books and on TV, and so they politically corrected oh, a lot of get over you know, the jokers. It's our, it's our way of uh, de-stressing. We want to see murder and mayhem so we could not do, accomplish this. But if you look at the various animated series of the Batman yeah. and the Joker, yeah. the Joker goes through, I mean, okay, uh, Batman the Animated Series, Mark Hamill, first voice the Joker. Yeah. That Joker was a good all-around Joker. He was, and uh, like because he, he was funny, but he was also pretty f- sick, pretty yeah, messed he was up. Pretty, pretty messed up, and he did silly things as well as deadly things, yeah. but he wasn't, you know, he didn't fit, he, he, he took kind of amalgamated all of the comic book versions of the Joker into one thing and did a really good job of the writing for it was really good. Yeah. And then later, the Joker in another of the Batman animated series, the Joker gets a little bit more sinister. And then in the next one, they lightened him up again. And in the, the most recent one, which I believe was called, or uh, before, I'm not sure if it was the Batman or Batman Brave and the Bold, which one came first. Mm-hmm. But the one in The Batman turned the Joker into a, I mean, just a, somebody who could go toe-to-toe with Batman physically. He actually gets into hand-to-hand fights with, which is Hmm. something that wasn't done a whole lot in the comic books. Joker more often would, like, be at range, try and pull off one of his tricks, spray the the Batman with acid or Joker gas or whatever, you know, try and avoid the contact. But in this one, it was like, and that one, as well as portraying the psychotic laughing boy. That's what I always liked about about Hamill's Joker, too, because, like, he would... uh... You know, Batman would be fighting his goons, and then he'd go to pick up like a bat or something like that, or a knife, and he'd get get ready to do something. As soon as Batman turns around, he's like, he just drops it, and he's like, "Oh, hello, Batman!" You know, he just got all freaked out, like, ah, "I don't want to." Just get joking. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm not. I'm more into the live action ones. Yeah. And the three that I liked, that I'm aware of, that I've only seen. I'm not sure about the other ones, but there's one with Nicholas. What's his last name? Uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. He did an awesome job. He made he did more of the crazy side than all the other Jack uh, Jokers I've seen, and does a really he always does a really good yeah. job playing crazy. Jack Nicholson did the the violent psychotic Joker yes. really well. Yeah. Um, Jared much- Leto is the creepy Joker. Because that, that was the one in Suicide Squad. Squad yes. Yeah, yeah. He did a good the, job. He was, was, he's the creepy Joker. He gets a lot yeah. of shit for it too, and I don't, I don't get it. It's not, it's not well, really, it's not his fault. He wasn't featured in the movie much. No, you know? he was actually featured a little more, but they did cut. The, there was a lot of scenes that they cut yeah, out. They cut out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They cut out um, but yeah, for, for the like feeling of punk rock type feeling, he did a good job with that. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger Ooh. has been the best Joker, I think, so far. He's a scary one, action. for sure. In yeah. live action. Gee, yeah. talk about a mental breakdown with, I mean, aside from the fact that he... And <sighs> that's the thing so between between Heath Ledger and Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Something that they both did was that once they put on the costume and the makeup, yeah. they were the Joker and they stayed in character. In fact, Jared Leto went actually to more of an extreme than... Heath Ledger did, from what I understand, reading stories and whatnot from and interviews with other cast members. It's like 
once Jared put on the makeup and came out, if you talk to him, he'd respond to you like the Joker, even if he wasn't on film and on set. And yeah. that's kind of where some of that crap that he's getting comes from, is that people think he took it a little too far. And um, Maybe not far enough. <laughs> uh, and when I was reading what you said about uh, there was supposed to be more, uh, more of the Joker in the Suicide Squad, what I found out was that the original villain or the original write-up of the Suicide Squad was supposed to be the Joker. Oh, that would have been cool. Which may have actually played it into the first Suicide Squad animated version. Yeah. Um, I want to think that they're just kind of gearing this series, or this version of the series anyway, to be that compet- you know, that complete rival for maybe the second or third Justice League movie. Well, they've and, already, they're already filming the second one, and... The thing is, is that what I find funny now, is who's that who's playing Batman? The suicide. I think Ben Affleck still is, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. It sounds. I just remember Ben Affleck saying that he may end up stepping down, which is funny because it's like, what was the point? I mean, don't get me wrong. Ben Affleck does an awesome job as Batman, but I kind of find it a little odd that you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do Batman, and then what? Two three movies. Three movies later, I'm like, nope, I'm done. And you're well, like, well, that's the same thing but, with Harvey Cavell. He's actually stepping down as as, as Superman. Superman. And yeah. as he put it, he's like, I would love to keep playing Superman. However, I'm getting older, mm-hmm. and my yeah. looks are changing. And if I'm to maintain the look of a Superman in his prime, they 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 have to replace an actor. And they're even yeah. talking about possibly having him replace Daniel Craig as James Bond too. Yes. Which might actually be really interesting. I like see, I don't know though. Uh, is is he American or is he British? He's British. Yeah. Oh well, see, that would be awesome then. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing. There was there there have been a couple of times where they've actually uh, put out maybe we'll have an American play James Bond and then people get all bent out of shape. Where No, you don't have an American play James Bond. No, that doesn't no, make sense. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> and actually, uh, there was some news that Idris Elba might actually be the next James Bond, which I thought he would have sh- been awesome. He shot it down, though. And I think the reason why, and the, from what I read in interviews, the reason why he shot it down was he didn't want to be referred to as the Black Bond, mm-hmm. which I don't see what the... Cause like, Token. He was. He would be token, like in uh, I mean, South Park. I mean, think about it this way, though. I mean, because th- the replacement for Money Penny, she's not referred to as the Black Money Penny. Nope. She's just referred to as Money Penny. Who freaking so, cares? You see, that's it's the point. Twenty eighteen. She's hot Who as cares? fuck too. So like, they picked a good one for her. So like, if they if if Idris Elba had been picked as Bond, he had actually had a went with it. It would have been great. Yeah. Um. Only because he's British. He's got a great fucking look. He's built to the fucking gills. Oh, yeah. And he's a great action star. He's know. got the dead... He can do the deadpan, oh. deadpan serious act, oh, and yeah. then turn around, smile, and crack a joke. Yep. Which is... I mean, some actors pull that off really well. Some don't pull it off as well. And the other thing I, I thought was really cool, too, is that he also plays a villain really well. Yes, he does. Because uh, that like big breakout movie that he did um, for the U.S., I mean, he'd done tons of stuff in Britain before... Uh, but he was in that like a uh, suspense thriller um, here in the states. Uh, when a stranger calls. No, it was um, it was similar though. Was That's bit, what yeah. It was basically this guy who shows up at this woman's doorstep. Yeah. His car breaks down or whatever, and 
he ends up um, he ends up like him. tormenting him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a single it's a mom with her to kid. When a stranger yeah. calls. Yeah. yeah, very similar. Very similar, but yeah, and um, and of course he was in the first. Pacific Rim, which he did oh, a great right. job yeah. in. Yeah. Did a great job in Pacific Rim. And, and the Gunslinger. He uh, played the Gunslinger in uh, the Dark Tower movie. The Dark Tower movie, yep. He did a good job. But those are not the first movies I saw him in. No. no and I'm yeah. trying to remember the first movie I saw him in. And it's I'm, I'm, I'm having a problem doing that. I'd have to look it up, I think. You know, I really don't mind it when we get, re- where we get the occasional remakes... And they change things up, like make one someone a woman or a man. Occasionally, now get me wrong. The movie, the show, Elementary. I, that one was more of I rather not. I would rather have both men because people just someone just wanted to create a love interest somehow. Yeah, I mean, but, don't get me wrong. Lucy Liu Lucy, is hot. Oh. Lucy Liu is hot, and I'm, she does a great job playing. I'm still obsessed with Watson her. in mm-hmm. Elementary. She does, but yeah, yeah. but. For a Sherlock Holmes analog, having Watson and be Joan Watson instead of John Watson <laughs> yes. is kind of just not... Even though I'd never actually seen it, it was an Idris Elba thing, uh, he was in The Office. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a part of the original um, cast. Either way, though, a lot of people don't realize this, and that's kind of why some of the fan base don't realize this, but when movies were... when. A lot of TV shows and a lot of books were made back then. They only thought was mainly was white and men, so they didn't have as many choices back then as we do now. Where this is like in the nineteen fifties, exactly. Yeah. Which which there's a there's a video that I like to watch, which is old movie stars. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. Old movie stars dancing to Uptown Funk. Yeah. Which is. Uh, whoever did it, and he's in. He's he's posted in the credits. Did an incredible job of taking clips from black and white movies where the actors and actresses are dancing, yeah, and fitting it to the beat and music and timing of Uptown Funk, yeah, and it's re- it's brilliant. But if you watch it, you realize that <laughs> when they throw. Uh, like Cab Calloway dance. One of the scenes is Cab Calloway dancing in the Jumpin' and Jive movie. Yeah. Uh, and you compare what you see with him dancing to the white actors that they are portraying, and you see Mickey Rooney dancing like a black man. <laughs> and it's like Mickey Rooney. I mean, if you don't know who he is, look him up. But yeah. back in the fifties, he, you know, he was he was one of the you know golden children. Like Judy Garland and all of that, and that kind mm-hmm. of era, and just sitting there watching him pull off dance, dance uh, black dance steps was wow. just hilarious. And you you look through it and it's like, okay, here's the white folk dancing, which is pretty much all tap dancing. I think the last thing I saw Mickey Rooney in was a horror movie, which was kind of weird because you, you <laughs> wouldn't la- you wouldn't expect him to see it. The last thing I saw him in was like in the late '80s, early '90s, was a movie called Bill which was based on a true story mm. where he played a mentally retarded individual who grows up and actually makes something of himself. Hmm. Uh, which it, it's, it, it really is a maybe, inspirational story. Maybe like Forrest Gump kind of, kind of a deal. Even, he, he, even more Gump than Forrest Gump. Wow. 
Yeah. Yeah, because the, the movie I remember, the last thing I remember seeing him in uh, was he played a, a kind of a Geppetto character in the fifth Silent Night, Deadly Night film that came out in like... Yeah. I think it came out but in like the early 90s. That's possible. Like. I don't watch horror movies. So. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, as horror as I get is Lost Boys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so people out there, we're in a new age... We're not um, we're not as oppressed about we're not as repressed as repressed you know? or you know racially biased as exactly. well the majority of the population so, is anymore. If we want a if we want a black James Bond, let's have a James a black James Bond. They we're, have we're black, black guys su- in British. Yeah, we're we're getting black Superman. Why can't yeah. end? Why not? I'm sorry. Yes. Well, actually, there was a comic book called Black Superman for a while. So really, yes. <laughs> so, Michael, uh, so Michael B. Jordan isn't really no. stretching. A it, lot. it was. It, uh, I want to say it was in the '70s during a lot of the black exploitation movies. Uh, during that <laughs> range, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. It totally does. I personally don't see what the problem is if American can do a British movie. They just do the accent. We yeah, have people from all over. Who play American, so why can't we do the opposite? Yeah, I mean, seriously, the Brits come over to our country and play Americans, so do the Australians. <laughs> I mean, seriously. New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. yeah. I Zombie, the I zombie, lady's from yeah. New Zealand. I got to talk with her, yeah. yeah. Uh, at uh, WizardCon. Yeah, so and, and, come and on, Andrew, people. Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. Uh, who used to be married to Tom Cruise? Nicole Kidman. Co- co- yeah. She's Australian. Yeah. You know, uh, we have Wolverine. A Canadian. Sam Neill. Canadian. Yeah. Wolverine's Canadian. Yay. Played by Hugh Jackman, mate. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then there's a bunch of buttload of people. So get over yourselves, white people. Just let's, let's do black or we could do wait, American. Wait, wait. I, I'm sorry. I've got to be politically. She doesn't mean all white people, okay? She just means the oh. white people who think that <laughs> a black character playing something that was traditionally a white role shouldn't be doing that because, well, um, yeah, we can't really say that any reason other than, well, because, um, 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 I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> I'm talking to all the white folks out there who has their heads up their asses. And this kind of segues right back into Lady <laughs> Superman with uh, Brie Larson. Or Brie Larson, Larson. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, it's like, I don't, you know, like when I saw when I saw that she was playing a superhero, I just kind of freaked because I, I didn't think she, you know, I mean, I never saw her as that, you know. I always saw her as. The kind of the rom-com kind of movie, kind of actress that she kind of turned into for a little while. When I and first saw Brie Larson as, when when I thought of Brie Larson playing uh, Captain Marvel, one of my thoughts was, wait, wasn't she in Mean Girls? You know, the movie Mean Girls? I know she wasn't, but I mean, that's the kind of actress I would have, you know, pegged her as. Yeah, yeah, exactly kind of a it's it kind of throws kind of throws you for a loop really um just because like yeah i don't know because i mean the first thing i ever saw her in was united states of Terra. she plays the older daughter uh opposite of tony collette and she did a good job you know in the show but they didn't you know she wasn't a really big part of the show you know she was like oh, the older teen you know she was uh, gonna eventually move on she did the Kongsville island by the way. Yep. Yeah, yep. she was also on that. Yeah. Uh, 
let's see. Oh, she Which was good. Islands, 30. Let's see what else. Kong Skull Island's really good. Uh, we did a minor little review on the show. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to hear it, go back. I'm go not going to repeat it. Go back to the archives. <laughs> we haven't done that many of these, so <laughs> it's not too hard to find. <laughs> oh, and man. one of the things that uh, a question came up is like, well, you guys review comic book movies as well as sci-fi movies and fantasy movies. It's like, well, wait, how is comic book and sci or fantasy related to sci-fi? It's like, well, okay. They have technology. They have oh, gadgets. Yeah. I mean, Duh. a lot of comic book technology is very sci-fi. Oh, big time, yeah. Big time. You know, advanced AIs that end up becoming superheroes? The Vision? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that's very... Fantasy movies? Okay, that one I can see, but fantasy and sci-fi are so integrally linked Yeah. in a respect that Arthur C. Clarke made a statement that magic or any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Mm -hmm. And we are at the range now, if we were to take some of our technology go back into the past and our own medieval past and show it off, people would call us wizards and try and burn us as witches. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I've, I, we've always kind of done that here on this show. I mean, the first, the very first episode of The Sci-Files was an episode about comic oh. books. So. <laughs> Apparently, that wasn't the blockbuster event because this is actually a set in the 90s, which blockbuster, I believe, still existed. So it's a movie set blockbuster, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But it well, is set in the '90s. That's so. a bummer, but that's a bummer. But the last blockbuster is in bed. Yeah, we're yes. gonna and we're gonna hear a lot of bad '90s music. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Not really, but at the same time, there are some good '90s music. Some, as I start to think about the '90s, I always re I always reflect on the late '90s. Which sucked an ass. Like that's oh. when that's when Creed and Godsmack and all those groups came out. <laughs> this may have been in the preview, but I guess they're doing the Alien Scrolls. S K R U L L S. Scrolls. Those are probably going to be the villains. The shape changing aliens. Yeah, that the scrolls. Debut in the film. That's actually cool. Is that the scrolls are going to be involved? Mm. That's uh, the scrolls have tried to invade Earth a number of times, and they are an enemy of the Kree. Ooh. Oh. This is going to be interesting. So, also appearing in the gallery are returning characters Karoth, Jaman uh, Honsu, and Ronan, lead pace from Guardians of the Galaxy, as well as new characters played by Jude Law, who I believe played um, the guy with the stone in his head that um, gets yanked out in the end. Vision. Vision. Jude Law played Vision, I believe, so he's playing a new character in this one. And Ben Mendelsohn, among others. Hmm. He put uh, Mendelsohn plays the scroll villain of the film, seen in the image above. Yeah, I can't. We can't show you that vision or that that image, but you can look it up. But you can Google it. Yeah. yeah. In fact, one of the big biggest Marvel villains is called the Super Scroll, and he was in mm. mainly in the Fantastic Four comics. Uh, he ended up with the powers of all four of the Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
the mishmash guy. Yeah, and oh. so he's actually, and he's pretty tough. And it takes, uh, in a couple crossover events, it takes the Fantastic Four and the X Men to beat him, uh, hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So he's pretty tough. Uh, but he's not likely to be in this. A slightly possible hmm. interest, interesting thing. A thread on Reddit is focused on determining whether a piece of cloth worn by Infinity War character and one of Thanos' henchmen, Call Obsidian, could hint at a past encounter with Captain Marvel. The scene captured in the image show Cole wearing a sash-like strip of cloth on his hip that appears to have the same red, blue, and gold colors as Captain Marvel's uniform. uniform. And that looked like it came from the Avengers, the first one, it looks okay, like. Okay, I have to tell y'all, more power to all you fans that go out there and pick apart a movie down to the micrometer, all right? Yeah. Have a blast. Go nuts with it. But I do have to say, sometimes a banana is just a banana. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a sash is just a freaking sash. <laughs> But, you know, if it turns out that that was one of the Easter eggs, then there you go. Yeah, that could be a thing. Yep. And then four-time Oscar-nominated actress Annette Benning has joined the film's cast. No word on her Benning's character has been given, wow. save for the Annette fact Benning? that she'll be a scientist of some sort through rumors suggest she may be playing Denver's mother. Whoever she ends up playing, we expect it must be an important role, given Benning's pedigree. So. It ought to be a good good flick. Go watch it. Go see it. I won't say that I recommend it until after I see it, but go watch it. Go see it. So that they can make more movies well, that we do want to go watch and see. They could technically see it while before we review it and then they'll just have and then we could just have this, you know, bashing between us and the fans, you know. Yeah, yeah, they can tell us we're full of crap if we don't like it. <laughs> or if we do like it and they don't. Yeah, then they'll just tell you we're full of crap anyway. We're full of crap anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, some of the things I have mentioned, I'm really just googling it, so you could just find it anywhere. Yeah, the Heather is not as into the comic books as I am, so she has to look things up. I actually have some memories about things because I read them. So, yes. anyway, thank you for listening to this edition of the Sci Files. And as always, please post any comments or questions that you, things that you want us to review or comments on our episodes or things you'd like us to change about them because we love to hear from our fans. We want to know. We want to improve the show. We want to make it better for you. And uh, stay tuned for our next episode, which is going to be based in YouTube. Hmm. But not the technology of YouTube, but what you can find on YouTube. That's sci-fi-ish. Hmm. So, basically, right. we're reviewing shorts. <laughs> and you can find us um, at the the voice of Axel on Facebook, as well as your story discovered. Um, and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and now Instagram at Ron Corpse Radio and Ron Corpse ENT for those Twitter audience. Yes, we took teeth yanking for that. We are being hosted by Anchor. Yep, Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. You can find us anywhere. Just look up Rotten Corpse Radio Entertainment and you will find us. And if you're still finding us on on SoundCloud, DM me because I'm going to totally rip an asshole. (laughs) 
because <laughs> we should not exist there. Um, I think the more popular one lately has been Spotify, which is pretty cool. Cool. Our Spotify audience is growing. Yay! Continue to subscribe, listen, and suggest to people. And we love every ounce of it. So thank you very much for listening. Ta! This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.